What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Facade. I'm your host, Gavin J. Gallagher, and on this podcast, I explore the mental and emotional game often playing out subconsciously, both in your mind and the mind of everyone else in the real estate or property investment market. The key to success in this game is to master your mindset and behavior, to take control of your thoughts, your emotions, and most importantly, your ego. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a new year. And uh, this is the it's the first week of January. And I just thought I've got a bit of a tickly throat, so you might hear my voice is a little bit rough. But thought I would check in with you guys and start the year off with just a bit of a chat about the last couple of days and um, and just what to expect in 2024. So new season, as I mentioned before, in the last one, this is season five the podcast and there's a lot going on lots stuff lots to talk about and one one of the things that happened in the last few days like I always love to start uh, a new year with a plan and what I usually do is in the last couple of days before the new year I'll sit down and I'll start formulating plans and I'll start working out things and I've actually I have a framework that I use for this and what I've gone and done, you probably, some of you will be aware, I've created a thing that I'm calling momentum. And that is the framework that I use to plan out the year and specifically the next three months. That is something that I'm now doing as a kind of an accountability group and a, and a kind of coaching program. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about, I, I sat down on Monday, Monday morning, and it was the new year and I was we were up a bit late because we had a bit of a, a party the night before and got up and went and had a look outside my window and there was an ambulance pulled up across the street. And uh, now you're, you, may, you may hear in the background, I have a couple of kids running around the house going absolutely crazy. They, we went and visited some relatives today and they gave them chocolate, which is if anyone has seen the movie Gremlins, where you feed the uh, feed the gremlins after after midnight and they turn into these kind of uh, beasts. Well, that is effectively what happens to children when you feed them chocolate. And so that is exactly what I'm dealing with here. So I'm trying to make this podcast with all the roaring going on behind me. But getting back to the story, and um, I'm trying to keep it light, but there is something kind of dark to talk about. And what I found was... We have got a, a neighbor, this new estate that we've moved into. Um, I look out on a couple of uh, apartments across the way and an ambulance pulled up outside one of them on New Year's Day. And I was like, oh, that's not good. Jeez, I hope somebody is OK. And um, I, I wanted to go on one of my big, huge kind of runs um, where I run up to the top of the, the lead mines in the mountain and, and kind of take some nice photographs and and I did that. I went, I took off and went for this big, long run. I ended up going out for about two and a half hours. But when I came back, uh, there was a police car, a guard car parked outside the house. And there was also what looked like the coroner um, was there. And so it suddenly dawned on me that, whoa, this person, whoever, whatever has happened, somebody has actually died. And so it was, it was pretty sobering because... You know, you spend New Year's Eve in this kind of party mode and you're kind of celebrating 
and drinking champagne and all of this kind of stuff. Now, in my case, it's non-alcohol champagne. But all of this stuff is going on and the next morning then you get this sobering reality that some poor soul has died um, during the night or whatever. And so really awful sort of wake-up call. And uh, anyway, I went off on my run, came back, discovered this. And then I was sitting down with the family and when something like that happens, you reconnect with your values and you start, you know, I was chatting to my family. I was happy to be there with them. And we thought, you know, let's go and put on a nice Christmas movie and let's sit down together as a family. And then my phone rang and it was my my own mother and she was in a, a terrible distressed state. She had fallen ill very, very suddenly, um, like making a cup of tea. Everything's fine. Suddenly dizziness, uh, very sudden onset of dizziness. And suddenly she's 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 nauseous, throwing up, feeling terrible. So she called me and all I could hear was, oh, my God, I'm you know, I'm in trouble here. Help. And so I dropped everything, rushed out to her house. And um, when I got to the house, I actually had to break in. I couldn't get I didn't have a key to get in and I couldn't get her uh, attention or I, I wasn't sure what was going on. And so I had to break in to my, uh, my mother's house. I had to kick in the window and climb in through the bathroom window. And uh, anyway, I'm not going to go into the details, but sure enough, my mother needed hospitalization. And so I had to organize a, um, an ambulance. The ambulance arrived, jumped into it. And I was thinking to myself, you know, obviously you're not thinking like this at the time, but I had made these plans to kind of sit down and, you know, create some content you know, uh, write maybe a blog post for the new year or whatever it is. And then suddenly here I am sitting in an ambulance with my poor mother. And um, and it really kind of came home just how things can happen. There is an old saying that man plans and God laughs. And it, it's really, it kind of reminds us that it doesn't matter what your plans are. Shit happens effectively. And what you're going to, you may not like it, but you are a, you know, you are on autopilot going through life and you think that everything is going to happen according to your plan and your kind of your set intentions. And then you suddenly realize that, uh oh, wait, the universe has a different plan. And suddenly you're in a situation that you had absolutely no inkling that it was coming. And one of the reasons that I'm bringing this up is because when it comes to like, obviously, this is an investment podcast. And when it comes to an investment, a lot of the time, they people come up with an investment hypothesis. They believe that the market's going up or the market's going down or interest rates are going up or they're going down or whatever your hypothesis, you might have an absolutely perfectly developed investment hypothesis. You might be absolutely spot on, but events can take place. Now, I've mentioned before my the four E's. And the four E's are the four things that can take you down, take your career down as an investor. And number one is your ego. Number two is your emotions. Number three is the economy. And then number four, I've always reserved number four for your, uh, for the event, the unexpected, unanticipated, random event that can take place. And over the years, I've experienced this, but these these four, these events, they are potentially life-threatening. They're potentially 
um, you know, certainly they can change your life, but more importantly, the market or, you know, the general consumer economy and consumer confidence can be greatly shaken by this. So the first example to use would be uh, April, uh, March, April of 2020, COVID. If you started January in uh, 2020, as I did, I was writing out plans. It was a new decade. It was the 1st of January, 2020. Brand new decade ahead. What are we going to achieve in the next 10 years? It was a massive day. And I made all these great plans. And then three months later, we're in full lockdown with something like, was it two kilometers was the distance that you could go out of your home and stuff. I mean, totally unexpected. If you had even suggested it was possible three months earlier, you would have been called a complete idiot. And so it just shows you. Another event that took place, certainly in my memory that stands out, is September 11th, 2001. Um, and when the, when the towers were hit in New York City by the planes. And they, those are kind of big, historic, kind of global things. But you can also have events that are much more local to you. So, for example, the death of a relative or, you know, some sort of a car accident or whatever might happen. There could be something. It could be simply that you lose your footing on a stairs and you go down and you break a bone or something like that. Stuff can happen. And so always, whenever you're thinking about your plans for the next 12 months and you're kind of coming up with an investment thesis and you're thinking, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go all in on this. You just have to leave yourself ever so slightly a bit of wriggle room. The wriggle room is there just in case. And like take uh, take, for example, I had a conversation with somebody. I'm trying to remember who it was, but about three years ago, I can remember having this conversation with somebody and he was of the view that we have entered an era of ultra low interest rates. And at the time we were at about 0%. And so this was kind of like, I believe we are in the era of ultra low interest rates. And I cannot see any circumstance under which interest rates will shoot up. And therefore I'm going to double down on my investments in a big way. And so that meant going out and leveraging up, borrowing a lot more money and stuff. Now, Nobody saw the COVID coming. And as a result of no one seeing COVID coming, nobody saw inflation coming. And with inflation comes interest rate hikes. And I, I don't remember who this person was, but I can imagine that hypothesis now has a big hole in it. And so you, you start to wonder how could, you know, how badly impacted was that person when this took place? Now, so the advice, just in terms of, I'm not suggesting that, you can be entirely risk-free. Like when you buy a property, you are embarking on something that is inherently risky. Now, it isn't massively risky because you can rent the property out, you can sell it, you can do all this kind of stuff. But the moment you rent a property out to a tenant, you're at risk. Is that tenant a responsible person? Are they going to pay the rent on time? Are they going to just decide, sorry, I've lost my job, I'm not paying you any rent and you can't kick me out? And next minute you got some sort of a fight on your hands or are they the kind of person who's uh you know irresponsible and you know smokes cigarettes in the house and leaves it on the sofa next minute you have a fire in your apartment that you're trying to rent out or something like that there can be all sorts of 
risk that has nothing to do with you, but it's nothing that you have control over. You can obviously mitigate it as much as possible by doing all of your checks, making sure that this person, you know, doesn't have a history of any kind of bad behavior or anything. But ultimately, somebody can suddenly go through some sort of a crisis in their own life and that, you know, ends up impacting your life. And so I always think it is a good idea to just leave yourself at least a the tiniest amount of wriggle room in case something goes that's not as part of your plan. If you're thinking, I'm going to buy this property, it's going to take eight weeks to close the deal. When the deal closes, I'm going to start getting income in straight away. I'll probably rent the house within a few days. I'll get the income in. Then I'll, you know, that's your plan. But what happens if there's some sort of a delay? What happens if, you know, a lockdown took place in those eight weeks? What would happen if it just doesn't pan out the way you are expecting? I'm not suggesting that you could end up, you know, losing everything, but it's just, I've seen people making decisions around investment and they make this assumption that everything is going to go like clockwork, that they're going to go in, they're going to refurbish the house and they're going to be in and out in, you know, a month. And the reality is then is the job drags on for six months and, you know, you, you asked, I'll tell you just before Christmas, this is an exact example. Um, we had a, one of the bathrooms in one of our office buildings, it, it had a problem and um, uh, the men's toilets were not working. And so we had a fairly irate uh, tenant who was saying, listen, I've got 70 people working in the building and the men's toilets are not working. Like, what are you going to do about it? And so I said, listen, don't worry. I'll immediately get this sorted. So on the phone to a plumber and can you come in and get this sorted like right away, have to have it done, you know, straight away. Promise the earth, yes, we'll be in before the end of the day, no show. So what does that make me look like to the person whose assurances I had given? Um, makes me look like an idiot. So the next day he's like, I see nothing has been done, Gavin. You, you assured me that this was gonna be, and I was like, listen, the guy promised me he'd be in and he, he let me down. I'm very sorry, but he tells me he's going to be here today. Sure enough, nothing didn't show up a second day, a second day. And this is starting to get really problematic now. The guy is getting really irate. And onto the third day. And at this stage, I really wanted to get rid of the plumber and just bring in somebody totally different. But by this stage, the plumber knew what was required and I thought it'll probably take even longer to replace him with somebody else. So I may as well just let the guy come in and I'll give him a piece of my mind about being three days late, but at least we'll get the job done quicker than if I try to hire somebody completely new. That was my thinking. The guy didn't show up a third day and I ended up going into a Friday with this horrendous sort of email from the tenant just effectively accusing me of not giving a shit and treating them like dirt. And this is the absolute last thing that's on my mind. I've been shouting at a plumber for days and I keep on having to let the tenant know that, sorry, but I've been let down again and again and again. And it starts sounding like I'm the one who's bullshitting. And so uh, anyway, long, long and short of it is it got sorted and we all kind of made up and stuff like that. But it was very difficult and it was completely outside of my control like this was something i was getting assurances but i was being and that is what can happen 
if you embark on, say, an ambitious refurbishment project. You buy a property, you say, right, I'm going to get all of the trades in at the same time, I'm going to get the bang, bing, bing, the whole thing's going to be done, and we'll be earning our first rent check in max six weeks. And so you start thinking, okay, I'll, I have the money for the first mortgage payment, but the second one will be covered by the rent coming in, and, 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 you know, and maybe you've got a little bit of wiggle room, and so you, you go and assume another one. What happens if in the process of doing the work something is uncovered and suddenly you're looking at four months of a refurb job instead of you know four weeks um suddenly you're into missing payments and all sorts of stuff like have you got a little bit of a buffer there just to get you through that and this is why i mean by just making the assumption that everything is going to go according to plan that the stars will perfectly align and you'll be in the right place and everything will work out doesn't always happen and stuff comes out of the blue and you, you're unprepared for it. Now, um, I think one of the things to, to just going forward, what is the moral of the story? There's a, there's a difference between expectations and intentions. And if you think about it like this, I, uh, I intend to make 2024 a fantastic year. That's my intention. It's quite different from having an expectation that 2024 is going to be a great year. Expectation means that you're assuming everything's going to go according to plan. Now, you can have an intention that you're going to do your bit and you're going to do as much as you can, but you just don't have total control of the situation. And so it's worth your while just considering, um, are you are you kind of assuming that everything is under your control? Or are you building in just that little bit, that E for events, where stuff outside of your control can come along and you have little or no control over it. So guys, I hope this one was, it's a short one this week. Um, I've actually got a whole load of guests coming on next week. I've actually interviewed four different guests in the last few weeks. And so you've got tons of great value ahead of us. But I just wanted to start the first of the year um, with, a, with a new episode with just myself. And um, thinking about planning, I, I have created that momentum program. It's all about having your best year. And uh, we obviously th- do some of that mindset thinking around events and things like that. But the idea is that you set yourself ambitious goals and you'll have someone like myself to he- hold you accountable. And um, lots of strategies, lots of tools around how to achieve that. And um, if you are interested, I'll put a link in the show notes below. Guys, I'll catch you next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Behind the Facade. If you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, please connect with me via the Facebook group that is called Behind the Facade Community. Alternatively, you will find me on social media. My handle is Gavin J. Gallagher. You can stay up to date with all of my content and the various projects I'm working on over on my website, gavinjgallagher.com. And while you're there, please do add your name to the Join My Tribe thing over on the right-hand side. This will ensure you're kept up to date via my weekly newsletter. All of these links are in the show notes below. That's all for now. I will see you guys in the next episode.